The information presented in this podcast is not intended for the treatment or prevention of disease or any medical condition, nor is a substitute for medical advice. The information contained here in this podcast reflects only the opinion of the author and presenter and is in no way considered required practice. Welcome to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connects your brain to your brawn. Hi, this is Eric Fiorello, and I want to welcome you to Motivation and Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. As I always, before we get into the nitty-gritty of everything, you know, the the process we do here, stand up, take a deep breath through your nose, out through your mouth, and repeat, I am a winner, I am a champion, and I am unstoppable. Why? Why? Because that's how we live here. And if you've been listening to past shows, you know how much we're hitting on all this mental stuff I'm doing. How to build from the inside out. Because nothing is going to come from the outside in unless you take this and put those thoughts out to the universe. And we're getting into more and more and more of this. And this all coincides with strength and your belief. Your belief is whether it is in God or universal or whatever it is you want to call it. These are the things that will change your life forever. And this is what we want to do here. So as if you've been listening to the last few shows, you know I've put those three verses on the very end of the show now. I've recorded it and it's on the, bu- the back end of everything now. Because if you say just those three verses every day, put them on a card... You know, put them on your iPhone. It doesn't matter. Watch the changes that will happen in your life within 30 days. And as you keep getting better and better, you can keep adding. So we'll get into that more and more. Also, too, go out to uh, FiorelloBarbellCo.com, um, Winners and Champions, Inc. That's our premier product. Those are 14 modules, which are loaded with material we do here at the FBC Stone and Steel Yard for the last 15 years, and we're just adding on and on. So that's something that is a lifelong process. Go out and check that out. I guarantee you that is a product that will change your life fully. And I use everything that's on there still. So you're gonna. it's a lifelong quest. Also, too, don't forget about investing in Fiorella Barbell Company and MotivationMuscle.com. Um, it's called Prosperity Consciousness. That is a page which, when you give, you should receive back. Uh, there's three different ways to invest in us. There's a $25, a $50, and $100. With each donation, you're going to get something. So you're not just donating in us, investing in us. I'm giving you something with it as a gift because of the appreciation. So go out, invest in our future and your future. I guarantee results. Also, motivationmuscle.com slash category slash podcast. As everyone knows, we're getting near a 1,000 podcasts. We'll be up four years, September 27th of this year, which is amazing. The company's been around now for five years as of May 12th. So, as you can see, we are growing, growing, growing. Sign up for our free newsletter at MotivationMuscle.com. Um, just sign up. goes to my MailChimp account. When I have some material out, you will get it in your inbox. 
And don't forget to invest in here as in advertising. Fear or motivationmuscle.com. Um, go down, fill out the form. I will call you personally because that's how you do business with people. It's not this back and forth baloney. You speak to people. That's how I do things. Also, our YouTube channel, Fiorello Barbell Company, real men, real strength, real power. Go out and check out all our video. There's going to be much more, but right now I'm doing multiple things, working other jobs. That's what commitment is. That's why this business will be both multi-million dollar businesses. And as uh, we're going to have, I'll introduce this gentleman shortly. We have um, Cameron Ford coming in. Um, He's brand new to the family, and we couldn't be happier. Um, I've talked to him for a little while offline, but I was telling Cameron, you know, the ultimate dream is to have gentlemen like him, women. We're standing in front of 100,000 people telling them what physical culture is, why we got into this great art and just influence the entire world. So like I said, if you're going to be a one-trick pony, you're finished. And we don't we don't work like that. So with that in mind, I want to uh, tell you a little bit about Cameron. Number one, he's a miner. He's a father. He's a bodybuilder. He is a Highland Games competitor. And he is a stone lifter, and I do know that he is going to be going to the gathering, which is coming up in August, and I was telling him, I didn't know if he knew or not, our good pal Charlie Oliphant, who's going to be on tonight from Scotland, the Ard Blair Stones are going to make their first appearance now at the gathering. So, boy, I wish I could be standing there with every one of you, but I'll get there. Cameron, um... Welcome, my friend. Uh, welcome to the family, and it is my honor to have you on, sir. Thanks very much, Eric. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. Anything I missed? Websites? Anything that um, we're going to talk about the gathering, obviously, at some point in the show. Anything I missed? Go out and put it out there. If not, I'm going to introduce you to the family, sir. Right. No, um, I hope to get some business stuff going in the future uh, regarding uh, strength training and dieting and all this kind of stuff, but that's um, that's a little move for the future to get me out of mining. Nothing happening just yet. Okay. As far as uh, websites are concerned, um, look, there there's plenty out there, and um, I credit all this 100% to uh, Mr. Martin Yancix, yep. but I did put together a website last year which will help anyone who's going on a um, stone lifting tour um, using GPS coordinates and um, uh, yeah, using Google Maps. So if they uh, want to have a look, it's www.stonemap.info I-N-F-O Nice. You need that, that's for sure, because the first, the second time I was in Scotland, or uh, Iceland, we got lost, and we got lost pretty good, so... um, you know, it's nice to have coordinates. It's nice to be able to get to your destination without that to add to the top of everything that you want to do. Um, as I told Cameron before we came on, this is always my first question to everyone coming on here. Um, what got you into physical physical culture, the influences? You know, a lot of us all loved cartoons. I explain to everyone, everyone, if they don't know the story, my brother Jimmy had muscular dystrophy, he was wheelchair bound, and he died very young. And even though your parents tell you that um, you cannot get it, um, as a kid, you're, you're pretty scared, man. I mean, when you're watching your brother be put in a wheelchair, 
that's a big eye-opener for anybody. I don't care what age you are. But when you're younger, that impressionable point. And it got me into, at the time, I didn't realize it, but it started sending me into physical culture. But the one thing that changed everything was, I'll never forget it. I was in a, a little store that sold everything. And I'm looking at comic books, and I come upon the biggest, greenest creature I've ever seen in my life, and it was the Incredible Hulk. And I was soaking these Incredible Hulk comic books up like a sponge. And what came to mind was, if I can be as big and strong as the Incredible Hulk, I will never get muscular dystrophy. And to this day, both of these corporations are dedicated to Jimmy. But the Incredible Hulk will be and always be my favorite hero as far as a superhero. I still watch, whenever I can, the ones with Bill Bixby and Lou Ferrigno. And obviously my favorite one was the 2008 version of the Hulk with Ed Norton. That, to me, is what the Hulk should look like, period. So, Cameron, what influenced you? Comics, you know, father, mother, what uncles, what got you into physical culture? Mate, I, um, I have to just straight away agree with you on the Edward Norton one. That is the Hulk. Yeah, uh, that's it is. It's absolutely it. Um, comic books, I agree. I was um, I was an X-Men fan. I would get all 10 or 11 X-Men different comics every single month from our local newsagents, the man there. He would order the whole lot in, all for 45 cents each, and I'd spend <laughs> my $4.50 allowance on yep. the whole lot every month. And, you know, you had, you had incredible creatures there that were, you know, seemingly able to do anything. And that's, that's a pretty tempting idea as a young man. Uh-huh. Um, but I also had that at home. My, uh, my dad, he, you know, probably as early as I can remember, he, not long after I was born, he started lifting and he was always a fit man. He was, um, he was a soldier and then he was, um, did a lot of running for many, many years. And he started lifting weights. And I think, you know, early memories of him, he'd gotten up to about 118 kilos. So yep. I don't know what, the, 120 actually, it's about, what, 260 pounds? 260, yep. There you go. And um, at, you know, a little over six feet tall. And, and he had big, big arms. Um, and, of course, that's what every kid, you know, every most people look at, you know, how, yeah. how big you're up. How yeah. big can you bend? Yeah. yeah, not, yeah. Those two things don't actually really go together that well. But um, that was, you know, I, I had that to look up to. I was the uh, kid that would sit on the steps of the gym for, you know, a couple of hours each day. And I would see, you know, nowadays we've got, especially in Perth, we've got a gym in every single suburb. Wow. Um, maybe five in every suburb. And there's just all these chains. And you might have one big impressive lifter at each there's a few core hardcore powerlifting gyms but outside of that you know you might just end up with one really impressive person in each place and back in the 80s everyone trained yep. at world health and fitness in south perth there was basically all the who's who in the entire city trained there and i would see these people i just considered you know these really really large people powerlifters bodybuilders um, Olympic lifters, there are even some Olympians there. I considered that normal. I thought, oh, well, that's what you be when you grow up. Yeah. And, and, you know, from that influence, I learned at home, 
you know, the basics of lifting here and there, even though I never really got into it as a kid unless I was pushed. But I learnt, um, learnt the fact that if you lifted, you got bigger, you got stronger. If you ate right and learnt what eating right was, that you would get bigger and stronger and you'd stay healthy and fit and happy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I learnt from, I think, both of my parents just um, the importance of consistency and determination. Mm-hmm. You know, they were both in different respects sporting people who never really give up sporting stuff wasn't their main focus in life but it it translated so well you could see how those activities really set a mindset for the rest of their lives which is you know you're not going to let somebody have um, get one over on you you're going to keep pushing no matter what you want because you wanted a certain result well you have to keep keep working hard until you get it yep and so I think I took quite a while after, um, you know, finishing playing amateur sport at about 19 when my niece didn't want to uh, run much more playing mm-hmm. soccer, mm-hmm. Um, got into the workforce and after a few years I'd gotten off the tools and I was supervising out mining and gone from very hard physical labour, 12 hours a day or more, to, um, you know, sitting in a car and make sure everyone's doing the right thing and having a good day. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, what's this skinny guy starting to grow a gut? And I didn't like that one bit. Right. So I, I got my ass in the gym, and then after about six months or so, my dad started saying, "And you know, oh, you're starting to put on a bit of size. Uh, have you been training?" It's like, yeah, yeah, I have. He goes, "Well, you need to, you need to come down with me to the gym and." You know, the back of the same old gym that I was the kid growing up there. And it took me quite a few weeks to get over the idea that I might be, you know, intimidated by the monsters that used to go there. You know, right. thinking like, oh, give me a, give me another year to put some size on, and then I'll then I'll come on down. And I didn't realize that you know times had changed and it was different. But I'd also gotten a lot bigger since those days, so I didn't really, I, I wasn't the sore thumb. I, I wasn't sticking out too much when I finally turned up. Right. So I got in there and I was surrounded by um, probably some of some of Australia's best uh, trainers and bodybuilders and a few other people from different sports and we're just able to cherry pick knowledge and go right okay this is this is something I can get into something I enjoy and it's um, it's a lot of achievable goals. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let me ask you this. I mean. Um and I, I, I think about this all the time, and I come up, it seems like, with a lot of different versions of it. But what do you think, in your regard, what is the essence of strength to you, if you could put it in words? I, I, at times, I, I, I'm speechless with it, but what is, it, what is the essence of strength to you? We all know that we know, we've seen you out there with stones and barbells and all that, same way with me. But there's more to it, because if there wasn't, None of us would survive. I mean, we all love this stuff. Obviously, you came in a little bit later. But see, obviously, from what I'm hearing you talking about, was not only the inspiration and the action of your parents, but the others around you. And, you know, that's a thing with younger kids. We all know when you're young like that. You might not know what's going on in some respects, but I'm looking at, like, Lawrence uh, Oliphant, who's seven. You realize what his head is soaking in right now, and like yourself, you weren't doing it right away, but yet 
you were in some ways because it was coming into you. Little did you know, obviously, you'd be where you are today, but it's a very interesting thing. But what do you think the essence of strength is to you, Cameron? Look, I, I think if um, it's it's simply put for me, if we break it down to, you know, add a few compound words, sort of, um, you know, it's um, obviously physical strength is, yep. is the obvious one, which everyone um, sees in action or in your physique. And then... After that is um, strength of character. Yep. You know the the resilience um, and resilience to um, you know change in the world, keeping yourself happy, being able to re- um, react to situations that you know you might not quite like. I think there is so much um, that strength training can. It condenses so many lessons in life down to one, two, yep. three, four hours a day. That and your repetitions are your chance to repeat those lessons in adversity over and over again. And you you get a hundred or more chances in one day to set a goal, achieve it. Um, if you don't achieve it, try harder. Mm-hmm. Probably solve your way out of it. Or um. Yeah, generally figure out what you're going to do the next day to get better. No, I, I agree. Uh, what I do, I, I said this was some of the stuff we were talking about on a show I just did with Gareth Denyer. Um, when my alarm goes off in the morning, I hop right out of bed, feet hit the floor, clap my hands and say another day of opportunity. That's how I start my day every morning. Um you know, I've had people laugh at me about it or say, that ah, doesn't work. I said, well, if you got the balls to do it, try it out, you know, and, and make it count. Um, words have power. Words have definite power. And, and I think that we, the majority of people, are just so conditioned, they're so into this um, approval thing that they are – Obviously, you. I'm sure you meet them. I meet them all the time because no matter where I go, whether I know the person or not, or persons, I'm talking to somebody anywhere. That's what I love to do. That's why I'm here doing this show. Um, it's very interesting perspectives. You know, people come up and say, uh, obviously, you're a weightlifter. I'm like, yep. And I kind of let them take the feed a little bit, and they'll say, well, you know, what do you do if they're interested? And you'd be amazed at the look on their face when you tell them what you like to do, what you're doing, who you're working with. And, you know, right there, as I say, you know, five words can change somebody's life very easy. You don't realize the power of your words, as you said before, actions. But I think unless you have that deep-seated belief, and I mean there's so many other things we talk about, you know, commitment and the will and all that. But the bottom line is you have to have a belief that is unshakable. And I'll give it right to you, but I've talked about this. Now, we've been up five years. We are not as solvent as I want to be with everything because we are scratching markets that and niches that probably a lot of people don't go after. I told you just when we were offline that the idea here is we want to mainstream this show. And I mean it in a, in a sense where that kid that, you know, maybe is 12, 13, 14 years old, maybe he doesn't have a lot of good home life. Um, he's out searching around. Maybe he's getting in a little bit of trouble now. And then suddenly he hears this show or he's somewhere where he's hearing our voices. And suddenly now he's starting to inquire. 
And that's what I'm talking about. How about the 40-year-old guy that, you know, he's been married or maybe he's separated now or he's had they've had three kids. He's been sitting on the couch eating donuts and garbage for the last 25 years and he wants or 20 years and he wants to recapture something again, you know. There is the ability, there is the hope out there, and that's what we want to do here. We want you to find us. We want to find you. And when you and I are talking about defining moments and the essence of power and strength, I agree with you fully. I'll tell you right now, other than having a great family growing up, that weight room out behind me, right, right 10 feet from my window here, is, is the most incredible thing I've ever done in my life. And it's caused me, just by the ability to succeed out there, to go and risk everything for two businesses. The ability to, no matter how many times I get busted right in the face, to get back up. To have to go out now and work for somebody again to pump more money into the business. Folks, this is what I'm talking about. This is why, you know, we go out and we listen to some great people and they're always selling this and that for thousands of dollars. As I said, you're going on a journey with not only the the most authentic guy in radio, but a guy that's living what people are selling. Do you understand that? Half these people probably have never lived what they're selling. I am telling you what's going on in my life every day. Every day to achieve everything I want to do. Stay on the ride because I'm telling you right now, I know there's a lot of people on the fence, but hopefully we can get you off the fence and get you into your dreams. You can comment on any of that, Cameron, but I want to ask you one question as a follow-up, too. Obviously, you know, I've seen you out on Facebook. That's how I saw you. That's why I contacted you, et cetera, et cetera. But what do you feel with most people to go and do the stuff we like to do or anything what, what is the limiting factor in people? Because we know there's some big limits, why they don't go after things. But comment if you want on anything I just talked about. But what do you feel is the limiting factor on why so many people are sitting on the sidelines? Look, I, I thoroughly um, see the biggest problem with, uh, with say, let's say, a health and fitness industry. Which I hate to hear those words, but um, often they're so far, far from healthy and fitnessy. Um, and you know, getting people into being human and healthy again, the being active, the you know, being the animals that their their bodies require them to be and their brains require them to be, yep. is you know, it's a oh, between that and even you know, politics and generally everything we've got going on. It's just in general bullshit and yeah. people's ability to analyze and say and call bullshit and say no, no, that is that's not true. I don't believe it. I'm not buying it. Um, the the biggest thing that you know I try to get through to people is that this doesn't take much. This way of thinking, you know, being slightly skeptical, analytical, and putting in an hour or more a day, mm-hmm. maybe just. You can change your entire life in an hour. All you need is consistency. You don't need to go and, you know, train like Eddie Hall or Bill right. Kazmaier or whoever straight away. Right. You just do something each day. 
and as it gets as you go on you know the people get into it and they'll end up doing more consistency mm-hmm. in the diet consistency in what's going on but you know this marketing is um it's tempting it it it's it attacks people's laziness you know they what they want to sit around and be comfortable and get something for nothing and really it's you know it's education i think is um the issue where we get through the fact that it's much easier to do a little bit of work than do nothing and get no result whatsoever or go backwards that's um yeah well no no you're right um that's but such in america it's become that lazy uh candy assed world with so many people everybody gets well i can't say everybody but a very high percentage you know they get insulted very easily um that's one of the things i love about where i am I mean, it sounds like I'm committing murder back there and no one's going to come near me. I mean, you hear shit going on back. I mean, I was saying on some of the shows, we I usually train pretty much alone, but one day one of my buddies came who's an Olympic lifter, and we were going, I mean, berserk. And my sister's known me forever, and she said, when I pulled up in the car, she, was, she said, I was afraid to almost get out of the car because it sounded like people were getting killed back there, literally. And I said, well, that's the intensity, and that's what I love about this is I can go out and basically burn every piece of negative energy or whatever's going on and leave whether it's a great workout or not and know no matter how I feel at that point, I'm coming back for another swing, okay? There's not many things you can do in today's world like that. The big thing, we've been saying this from the beginning, Cameron, now the big thing, everyone's like, you need to get off your devices once a week. You know, phone, computer, all this baloney. And I said, I agree with that totally. I do that, all right? And if, if it's an emergency, people know how to get a hold of me. Um, but you shouldn't need to be told that. And the role of physical culture, and you hit it right on the mark. You don't have to go out and, well, most people aren't going to anyways. You're not going to go out and train like Eddie Hall, Bill Kazmaier. You know, we talk, you were talking about big arms. Manfred Horrible came right to mind when you said that. But, but yeah. my, my point is this, and, and I was saying this uh, offline to Cameron. That's what I love about Strongman. Do you realize you can take anything, a stone, a sandbag, and you can bring it down to any level? That, I, and this is what we've been doing with these etched in stone, and I have an etched in stone for men, men product coming out very shortly. These are some of the things we address. You don't have to go out and invest in $10,000 worth of equipment, folks. I know they all want you to believe that, and yes, it's good to have a power rack and a few things like that, good bars, good plates, but look, if it comes down to it, you can take a stone or a sandbag and become a monster. But you got to learn how to do it, and you got to learn how to warm up prior to it and that. It's more than just doing that. But my point is this. You can make some outstanding mental, physical, and spiritual gains in your life that you've never done before, nor will ever do with any other sport, and it transitions into every facet of your life, no matter what you're doing. So, hey... You want that girl that you've been uh, eyeing who's a teller at a bank or somewhere for the last six months? Well, now you're going to have the confidence to go up and ask her out or whatever. And whether she turns you down or not, you're going to be all right. 
Or you maybe you want to open that business you've been thinking about for 10 years. Well, now it's time to do it. All right? There's so many, maybe that car you want. You've looked at this Corvette for two years that you want. Well, finally, you're going to go in and have the coin to do it. The point of the matter is you don't know where this stuff can transition to. But you're going to have to get off your lazy ass. And I would say drop as much of the social media all over the place every day and live in the real world. Live in the world where you got to hold a job maybe or you got to have a business and you've got to train and do all these things. But I promise you, this will not only condition you, but it will discipline you. And we lack discipline. I can't stand people that have no discipline. Or they throw their hands up and say, ah, it's not for me. Or I'll do it another day. You know, as they said in uh, Rocky Three. When he fought Clubber Lang for the second time, and he was and he had Apollo training him after Mick died, I remember when he's looking in the mirror and 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 he just couldn't perform initially with Apollo Creed, and it was like there are no tomorrows, there are no tomorrows, and those words mean a lot because every time you walk out of the gym or every time you walk out of something that's precious to you, if you walk out and don't give it all you got, you can't get that day back. Take it away, Cameron. Mate, that's that's absolutely dead right. I think um, one thing that uh, my father says a lot, I say a lot to people as well. I, um, I'm sure I picked it up from him, but um, I use it as if it's my own anyway. Yep. Is, you know, this, this stuff you, you mentioned about people's workload, you know, their responsibilities to their family, all the day-to-day stuff that they've got to do. Yep. That's going to happen no matter what. Yep. That stuff is going to get done no matter what. People used to say, how did you? How do you get up to go to the gym at 3 o'clock in the morning? Um, because I'm too tired. I used to be too tired after work to train, so I'd train before work. And I started work at 5, so I had to train at, you know, 3. And freezing cold in winter. And so, well, how do you get up at... What hour you get up and how do you get to work? They said, well, what do you mean? I said, you set an alarm, don't you? And they go, yeah. <laughs> I said, when that alarm goes up, you get there and you go and do some work. Yep. I said, yeah. I said, well, why is this any different? I have to do this. I, I, my quality of life will go down. Yep. I, I try and get through to them that there is, there actually isn't an option. You know, you, you stop eating, you die. You stop drinking water, you die. Yep. You stop being active. In some way, shape, or form, you start to die. And so I, I personally, I want to be strong, fit, and young for as long as humanly possible. Um, I want this quality of life, and all it takes is, you know, just a bit of time. Yeah. Um, and then after that, once once everybody's, like you're saying before, once people start to get their teeth into it, I think we were talking off air before, um, once they start to get their teeth in, they see some results. Uh-huh. Oh, try stopping them. It's, um, it's incredible. I think um, my partner, she is, um, she's packed a lot into this year in training. She's gone from being a person who would rather never be in a gym. Yep. Um, she would not rather be around people for intimidation reasons. Yep. She would not want to be there because... She'd rather just come home, spend, hang out with the kids, put the yep. TV on, have, yep. a, have a few glasses of wine, you know, relax. Now, she's she's got the bug. Now she's in there going, 
I actually can't make the gym tonight, and I feel horrible about it. Yep. I'm not. Make, I'm not going to deadlift tonight, and I feel really, really bad. Yep. I said, well, okay, well, you, you're going to train twice tomorrow then, aren't you? She goes, <laughs> um, um, Cameron, give her name, too. I want everybody to know who she is. Sorry. So, yes, yeah, my partner, Maya, um, Mariana. Uh, she will be uh, coming on our trip to Scotland with us. Um, she's, she's packed a lot in in this year, and it's aiming towards a bodybuilding competition in March. That might happen. It might not, but it's being used simply as motivation at the moment. But she's starting to get into uh, a bit of stone lifting here and there. Awesome. So we aim to find a few stones. She isn't she isn't big by any means, but she's getting stronger, and she's definitely strong for her size. Yep. So um, we aim to find a good few stones around the place that she can lift as well. And looking forward to uh, letting her have a crack at uh, Charlie's Ardblair stones as well. Nice. I mean, that's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, we'll get you on definitely after that. But I want to... Let's talk about, I mean, obviously, bodybuilding for you, um, the biggest thing is obviously, you know, with the stones and everything, and we know that you're going to go to the gathering. Um, Lead us through the bodybuilding into the stones and obviously where we're going with, you know, the the gathering coming up in the dinny. So take it away. So for me, personally, I started training uh, properly about eight years ago, and I was surrounded by bodybuilders. So it was something that was kind of expected that I'd end up doing. I trained like one for, you know, five or six years. Yep. And then finally, um, about five years, and then realized, oh, maybe I'm putting all this work in. Maybe I should start eating like a bodybuilder as well and try and put some, you know, exercise on. And, okay, things got better then. And then it got to a stage where, you know, I'm getting people around tapping on the shoulder going, well, when are you going to start competing? And I realized, oh. I hadn't really thought about it, and it wasn't something I really wanted to do, but it was something just, I'm in that area, I'm surrounded by those people, and I start seeing people that, well, I know I could beat them, so hell, might, might as well give it a go. And I suppose nowadays for me, it's more a, uh, a tool to get into that shape, to get down to extremely low body fat percentage numbers, and go, okay, that's great. I'm at that time. Now I can go back to gorging myself with food and trying yep. to lift yep. heavy things again. Yep. Um, just to, as a tool to make myself, you know, not keep ballooning out weight-wise. But my real love now is is turning into um, turning into these stones. So yeah. yep. a couple of years ago, I mean, I, I remember growing up seeing, seeing the Husfeld stone on uh, World's Strongest Man. Yep. I remember... I don't know where it was, but I remember seeing pictures of Bill Kazmaier lifting the Inverstone overhead. Oh, yeah. Um, this this stuff has sort of just been hovering around the back of my memory for years. And then some years ago, I, I was new to Facebook, and I, I saw it up comes this uh, recommended page of historic stone lifting. Mm-hmm. And, which I later find out is Martin Jancic's page. Mm-hmm. And I I said, well, that's far too intriguing not to click on. Like, you can't go past the page that <laughs> and not go, what the hell is that about? Exactly. Um, so I've clicked on there, and as I've started looking through, I'm going, that's the stone that I saw Kaz lift overhead. And this, this is a thing. Wow. And so I, I started, you know, reading through... Um, 
Martin's pages and then having a look between the um, the work that he did with James Graham on um, Peter Martin's uh, yep. unpublished articles on um, what is it, oldmanofthestones.com. Yep. And, and then uh, Martin's page itself, Historic Stone Lifting. And then I suppose the next step after, you know, as we said before, I'm a miner and while I'd be prepping for bodybuilding competitions and and I'd be walking around the camp at our, you know, little village where we live while we're living out in the desert for, you know, a week or more at a time mm-hmm. while we're away from family. I'd be walking around the village, middle of the night, doing my cardio, and it's a mine site, so there are rocks around. Sure. So I would be picking up these jagged lumps of iron ore and trying to test myself as people are driving by in cars going, what the hell is this stuff? <laughs> <laughs> I'd see them take several trips around the roundabout to try and get the headlights on me. Yeah. Trying to figure out what the hell is this guy doing with this rock that is the size of his torso. Yep. And so I'd have a few along the way. And I think, um, you know, I'd start playing around there. And then I saw um, a mention on uh, Martin's page on um, Historic Stone Lifting that there was a documentary coming. And I thought, oh, this is great. I, I have to wait for this. And I, I don't know how long it was, a year or more, but finally when they released the uh, Stoneland yep. the documentary um, last year, I I was so excited. I'd researched so much about these individual stones, um, reading them in um, in you know, uh, Peter Martin's Steve Jack's book, um, and then I could see them in video on screen. It was It was absolutely incredible. And I looked at you know, what what bodybuilding and the bits and pieces of more strength-oriented training had given me and the point where it's put my, the, the stage, the level that my body had gotten up to and my strength, that I looked at most of these stones and started thinking, you know what, this is actually an achievable goal. Yep. You know, this is something I can train for. Stuff like the Dinnies, it won't be easy by no means, but it's something I can do. And... There's, I don't think there's often these big world, these really looking at the horizon dreams that are always that achievable. You know, there's there's some huge stuff that people go pie in the sky. Oh, I want to be a billionaire and I want to own twelve Ferraris or yep, something yep, like yep. that. Yep, yep, yep. Well, this one I can do. Yeah. You know, this one's in, all in my power. So this is um, I. I wasn't going to be in any position to travel, um, yep. just money-wise. Yep. You know, we we've got quite a few people under the roof with my uh, my kids, my yep. her yep. kids, yep. in a little house, and we're thinking, okay, we're going to get a new house. We need to save all the money for that. And a few roadblocks came in the way, so I had you know a bit of a deposit sitting there, and I thought, well, no, well, if I train for this, and you know, we start. Uh, now I've got my dad, who's a farrier and a blacksmith. Mm-hmm. And he made up a few rings for me. Nice. So I could start doing some dinny training at home. And that's kind of taken over in the last year. You know, my bodybuilding training is still core of everything. You know, you've got to be doing all your deadlifts and all your accessory work to just generally have that strength. But before all that, it's been lifting the dinnies. Um, the... The more the river rocks, the rounder, more traditional stones, the properly old ones, I'm I'm more than happy. They were, weren't going to pose as big a problem to me as the dinnies were. Right. So 
I set out my goal in the last year to be when I can reliably lift them, I book tickets. Yep. And thankfully, um, it's all sort of come in together all at the right time and thankfully very much the right time to be able to be a part of the gathering, which is going to be a huge honor. History, man. I'll tell you, when I had Stevie on here the last time, um, the amount of people that are going to the gathering that are lifting the Denny Stones is just magnified. I mean, they had nothing for years and years. And this is what I'm saying. Stone lifting, among everything else, is starting to grow, like, insanely. Um, so you feel you're at that point. You're ready to go. You're going to lift them. Um, what, what do you feel is what, – what do you feel among everything? We know the training and everything else. But to succeed with these stones, and see, this is what people have got to start listening, especially here. You said, basically, for the last year or so, you know, this is what you, well, it's probably been longer than that, but your aim is to get and get to and lift the dinnies. But I liked what you said at that one point. It seemed like suddenly everything came together. And see, this is what the power of thought and and putting it into the universe causes all the good things you need to make it happen now are all combining like a jigsaw puzzle but what do you feel to lift these stones off the ground and stand with them what do you feel is going to be your biggest asset to do this um i look i never thought in any way i was a talented uh, physical athlete um pretty much everything to me any advantage I've ever got over anybody in any sport and it's usually considerable advantages purely mental it is um, grit and absolute determination I look at each of those stones with a hell of a lot of respect and also a healthy amount of disdain I'm sort of telling them you're you're doing what I'm telling you to do today um, my you know that those bits of the training, you know, the second bit is probably the problem solving. Yep. Because the dinnies are such a complicated lift, there is so many different parts to different handle heights, different weights in either hand, different handle diameters. Um, the fact that, you know, I've heard you talk with Charlie a fair bit about what's going, you know, his his perceived weakness at one stage was right. his upper back. Yep. I that straight away you know if you haven't got that ability to flare those lats out those shoulders are going down and you're losing a few inches of possibly getting that off the ground yep um i also had um when i was using my right hand for the front stone be it the heavy or the light one that was also giving me a few rotator cuff issues so Mm -hmm. i had to problem solve around that and i had to make my left hand my right hand for the small stone, you know, I call it my weak hand, I'd throw that around the back and I had to train my left hand to then all of a sudden take over and be the dominant hand. Right. Um, the, the hand conditioning was, um, you know, probably the biggest piece. Um, and I think the biggest bit of learning for me was changing. Initially, my dinny training was every second day. Yep. And that did a lot to build up the hand conditioning to begin with. But as I started getting up to the heavy weights, um, like the, around the target weight and above, um, I realized I wasn't progressing. And it was a while before I realized that 
all I was doing was bruising my hands, even though I couldn't always see the bruises from under the calluses. Right. Uh, they were bruised, and I would try and pull and lift, and my hands would just let go. They didn't want to. Right. And I moved that to a four-day break, and all of a sudden, magically, they're coming off the ground. Yeah. Uh, at will. So I, I've been battling a little niggling, um, you know, common cold for, I think, probably over two months now straight. Yep. Even despite the amount of rest, and you know, you're just not getting enough oxygen in to be at your peak. And so I'd been t- tackling a lot of Denny training sessions with the idea, well, if I can do it today while I'm, you know, tired, not getting the air in, I I'm going to be okay on the day. You know, right, even right. if it's, you know traveling, whatever, sleeping in foreign beds, not getting all the food you normally would as you're traveling. Um, so I'm really happy with the last few training sessions. Let's say a couple of days at Friday, I was able to go in with no warm-up, just using my uh, I, my new warm-up is trying to figure out what I would do on the day for a warm-up. Because obviously, as uh, the words that James Graham told me, you know, you've only got two stones there to warm up with. Right. Unless you take something with you. And um, so I got the heaviest gauge of elastic band yep. the fitness things you can do and I thread my dinny handles through those and I stand on the elastic band sure and I put stand out where the uh, where the handles are yep and I do a side by side sort of deadlift with those yep and, and that's that's my warm up and then straight into the full weight and I was I was absolutely overjoyed the other day to be able to lift at least 10 attempts nice every time I came off the ground so I'm yeah. The nerves are going now. There have been a lot of nerves, but they're starting. Especially when booking airfares sure, and booking all sure. this accommodation, spending all this money. Yep. But finally, now I'm, I, yeah, uh, the nerves are starting to go. Well, that you know something you've committed. So uh, now you know. Uh, I, I know a lot of people. Oh yeah, I'll go, I'll go. Well, I'll tell you, that's what I've said to everybody. When you book that flight, now you can't turn back, man. And that's the biggest thing. I mean. That's what I love about all this stuff. It's like you bust your can. It could be for years to get to that destination, Iceland, Scotland, you know, Wales, Ireland, whatever. We're even talking about maybe going to Japan because there's famous stones in those uh, temples. Um, But here's the deal. I mean, that's the beauty of it, to see what you got. I mean, we know plane flight can be kind of rugged at times, like you said, you're not in your own bed. You're uh, eating for a few days. Could be kind of hit and miss. Obviously, you hope you're not jet lagged at all. But in the end, when you lift these things, you see all these components that were—I won't call them roadblocks or, or walls—but they are things that you have to go through. And that is why, when you complete something like a, a stone lift with the Denny's. And you go and play around with the Ard Blair stones, and you succeed at all of them. I mean, this it's monumental stuff. And it's stuff that you're going to carry within you for the rest of your life that's going to influence so many other things. That is the pride and joy of all this stuff. And this is why we need to get this out to everybody. Because I, I always believe if you've got sincere people that really want to do some major things, I mean, this is it. This is who you want to join the club. Um, and the results far outweigh the tragedies, believe me. And you've got to stop thinking like that and turn it around 
and look at life in a way where life is nothing but not only a joy to live no matter what happens to you, but it gives you the ability and it gives you second and third chances to go and make good. And this is the way you should be taught. As I said, and I'll give this right to you, is this. I have a school one day. Obviously, you'll learn correctly, but secondly, you will be a physical culture expert. And one other thing, you will learn how to um, manage money, how to appreciate money, how to build a checkbook, how to do things in a smart way. A lot of these things are just not taught anymore, and I know just from the United States, the delusioned people, uh, you talked about politics. I mean, I know what's going on politically here, and you know something? So many people now have let this run their life. They've lost friends because of it, et cetera, et cetera. Why not take the positivity of your life and bank it into physical culture? Why not take it and offer solutions and help other people? There's No one's saying you have to get out of all that other stuff. But if you're smart enough individually, you know the game. Why would you just sit there and pound it all the time? You're not going to change it. Do the things that can change you. Because then you're stronger and things like that are not going to affect you in a way where you're going to be walking around every day thinking the world's going to end. If that's the life you're going to live, which most people do, why do you think you're being a victim? Why do you think the world's unfair? Why do you think, well, he makes more money than everybody, so we should take from him? No. What you need to do, as Steve Jack would say, I never forgot these words, you need to shoulder some responsibility. Um, Cameron, we're near the end of the show, um, and I can't wait to get you back on because I know there's so many more things we can talk about. But summarize everything you want. Take your time. Like I said, give out any information. I'll give out my info if you could hang on the line, and then we'll sign off, my friend. Thanks very much, Eric. Look, mate, it's um, first and foremost been an absolute pleasure to come on the show. I've been listening for as long as I've known about the show. I can't... Uh, you know, making every episode, but it's been awesome to hear. I, you know, I think uh, in a lot of ways you're bringing together a lot of stone lifters here. Yeah. Um, you don't, there's very, very limited forums for us, and it's absolutely great to um, see, you know, everyday people being heroes, being superstars, getting yep. things off the ground, like um, Charlie's Hardware Stones, Martin's Stone Tours, and being able to keep track with the superhuman feats that everyone's been doing, it's um, it's really really great to be able to put voices to um, to people's faces that you see on Facebook. Yep. And yeah, it's um, been absolutely fantastic. Um, me personally, I my number one focus is this uh, trip in a couple of weeks. And again, the biggest thing is probably aside from the stones, it's just meeting the amazing people that um, this this strength culture has grown that this uh, community has um i i've not met one single person who is not willing to stop for a moment and give you every bit of advice no one's cagey and keeping things to themselves everyone's willing to help out each other and it's it's absolutely amazing to see it's how i live my life and it's great to see others um, all on the same page yeah and, and this is why this this is the form for it all this is as I say, I'm very fortunate to be able to 
be comfortable and speak to people and make them very comfortable. That's what I want to do from this point to the rest of my life. You know, we've had so many people come in here and say, you know, you're going to be on, you know, extraterrestrial radio or someone's going to want you to come on a radio station because right now this is a big thing that's starting to happen. Just like newspapers here in the United States, you know, that is all kind of going away more and more. And radio stations are either getting gobbled up or they've got to find another forum. And what's starting to happen now is they're bringing podcasting in because of its reach all over the world. And I was saying a while back, I mean, I haven't seen anything lately. I haven't really gone out and looked. But the last two places now we were visible in is Brazil and Italy now. So, you know, anything could happen here, and with this type of form and with gentlemen like you and many of the other people, I mean, Martin Jancic is salt of the earth to me. I mean, Martin has been one of the greatest people to come on Motivation Muscle. Um, I know his book will be done very shortly. You know, Bill Crawford's all involved in it. You know, and to me, though, the premier architect, at least in the United States, that I owe so much to, who we just lost, to Steve Jack. If I had never seen that DVD of him in Iceland lifting the Husafell, I probably never would have lifted a stone in my life. I don't know. I can't say that. But it was Steve's influence. And, you know, a lot of people don't influence me like that. But, my God, when I saw that, I said, I'm going to Iceland. And I owe a debt of gratitude. And I think a lot of people do because Steve really put the Husafell in, in in the limelight more more or less, and I know a lot of people that went to Iceland from the United States because of Steve's journey, and I thank Steve for that. Um, very important, but yeah, right on the money, and we'll get to where we got to go with people like you and so many others on here behind me with support. Um, it's going to be a hell of a ride for the next thirty years, man. I mean, we're going to do things that nobody out there has ever done. I'm that confident and cocky about it because I believe in my abilities and everyone that surrounds me because things have changed here in a lot of ways with people and things of that nature. We are going a whole different way, believe me. We keep our core values, but my whole thing is let's get everybody on this big train and let's keep sailing. So is there anything else, Cameron, you want to give to everybody? But no, it's been uh, great to have a chat, and I thoroughly agree. You, the more people you bring in on this, and yeah, it's a service. You do. It is. It, teaching, man. Teaching is so important. But um, let, I'll just give everything out now. This is Motivation Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. Um, as I said, uh, if there's a show you'd like Cameron and I do, and obviously after he gets back, from Scotland, we got to get him on big time, and maybe if your girlfriend wants to come on, we can set up a three-way call, whatever. I mean, it'd be very interesting because I love perspectives because everybody sees things differently, and that's what's so interesting, how they do things. Um, but we'll, if there's a show you like, uh, Cameron and I to do, Fiorella Barbell at NICAP.R.com. Uh, iTunes and Stitcher, give us a five-star review. That's what we've gotten. If you want to listen to Eminem in your car, Go out to AHA directory. That's called AHA. Um, if someone seeks you out in the gym or the concrete jungle, remember what I said during the show? Five words of inspiration can change your life forever. You never know who you're helping, folks. You might, it might seem like nothing to you, but that person might be on their heels 
And those five words change it all. As my mom said when we were kids, never be afraid to say hello to someone or give them a smile for that day. You never know what people are going through. I'm going to be out shortly. If you're going to lift it, bend it, break it, twist it, press it, pull it, squat it. If you're going to lift stones, turn them into dust. And as a great Hoosa Steel Crusher says in Blood Red Domination, we are domination. We clear-cut the path. We don't follow anyone. Dominate, obliterate, and dent everything in your path. No one ever clip our balls. And as Russell Fur says, who's been listening to Eminem from the beginning, when I hear your shows, I swear there's testosterone dripping out of my speakers. It's a tidal wave now, brother, and it's only going to get bigger and bigger. Frank Klein, my greatest college business professor, repetition, 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 Quitters never win. Winners never quit. My dad, be a leader, not a follower. Be a leader, not a follower. John Ridge, my greatest chiropractor ever, he would walk every patient to the door and say, keep smiling. Those two words on your best day or worst day will make you smile from ear to ear. And like all three men, I owe them the greatest debt of gratitude for what they were and will always be in my life. Um, Be a steward of strength. Don't stand on the side of the road and watch the world go by. And obviously, tell hundreds of your friends, um, you know, that's what it's all about. Also, too, Les Brown, you all have greatness in you, but we take it two steps further. We believe in you, and we got your back. And I don't know many people that would say that in today's world. And be part of the family here. Push these shows out. Tell your friends about us. Let your children listen to them. We've cleaned up most of the language We want the younger kids coming in. Listen to the shows with your sons and daughters. I guarantee you change. Hang with us for the next 30 years. You need us and we need you. And before we sign off with Cameron, I'm going to read this poem that I've been reading for the last two shows. It's of Stones and Strength by the late Steve Jack and Peter Martin. And it's on page 91. And it's about the inverse stone. Rest while you can. Enjoy each night you sleep in the mud. Cherish the blanket of highland grass. That until now has kept you warm and safe. For in a couple of moons I'll be calling. Steve, Jack, isn't that all of us? Aren't we looking and calling on something? Cameron's going to be shortly. I'm going to be shortly. I think all of us are. And you should be. Life is more than just sitting still. So think about that. Cameron... Awesome show, brother. Um, it was great working with you. Very comfortable. Um, and I look forward to our next show. And obviously, I wish you the best of luck with the Denny Stones. I'm looking forward to seeing the coverage and the pictures. So thank you for being on, my friend. Thanks very much, Eric. It's been fantastic. Yeah, I'll definitely uh, keep you informed. You'll see video and, yeah, lots and lots of stuff. Awesome. So this show will be up tomorrow. Um Charlie Oliphant's going to be on tonight, which is going to be very interesting because we got a lot of catching up to do, and I can't wait to hear about Lawrence and Z. Um, as I said, what an experience for a young kid. And you heard Cameron talking about it as a young boy, too. Parents, you know, and the things you're watching, and even if you're not doing it yet, it's funny. It's like lightning strikes, and suddenly you cannot be stopped. So, As I always say, life is asking something from you. You have to do it. And remember this, you are never losers coming into the world. You're all winners, champions, and you're unstoppable. Think about that, folks, and go out and help somebody today. Have a great week. 
and we will talk to you soon. So, for Cameron Ford, this is Eric Fiorello. Thanks for listening, everyone, and look forward to this tomorrow. We will talk to you soon. I am a winner. I am a champion. I am unstoppable. Thanks so much for listening to Motivation & Muscle, the podcast that connected your brain to your brawn. We'll We'll see see you next time. time.